0: In this podcast, we've got a comparison between Biden care and Medicare, especially under the idea of the proposal that Medicare eligibility age goes from 65 to 60. There are some, of course, comments in the news, incomplete ones in my view. We'll get to that. And then also I'll have some very interesting or interesting to me comments about Bitcoin and the incredibly volatile week we just witnessed. Coming up next. All right, welcome to the Much More Than Medicare podcast. My name is J.O., I'm a certified financial planner author of Maximize Your Medicare you can get it on amazon.com official website for the book maximizeyourmedicare.com it is free for first time subscribers to gh2unfiltered.com it's a subscription site where the stuff that i can't really say in public here on the podcast and youtube videos you know there are certain sensitivities where there are certain details opinions that I just can't leave out there hanging in public because people are going to misinterpret, then twist it, and then we know who's to blame. For them, I need to have a gate. Okay, that all said, tremendous value. Seriously, I'll send you your Medicare postage-free anywhere in the lower 48. Go to gh2unfiltered.com for first-time subscribers. It basically means the first year for free. Before we get into the broadcast of the YouTube video where I am talking about Medicare and Bidencare, meaning that you know the American Rescue Plan, American Rescue Plan? Yeah, the American Rescue Plan has notably pushed down the premiums for individual health insurance to persons who qualify based on income and household size. Before we get to that, we've had a tremendous week in volatility of cryptocurrency and I wanted to share a couple of things that isn't probably getting enough press, enough attention out there. You know, when you look at the news, you look at headlines and stuff like that, you see Elon Musk here and there, tweeting saturday night live god dogecoin or whatever it's called i'm not involved and so you see a bunch of headlines and you hear about you know cryptomania and different things like that and part of that is you know yesterday the reason that i'm having this segment here today is because you know i listen to other podcasts not a lot you know, I, I, I'm like the normal American, meaning, you know, I listen to sports podcasts. I listen to stuff about pop culture, not about The Bachelor, but you understand my point. Uh, you know, so part of that has to do with the fact that there is a community of people who have been in on cryptocurrency from the beginning. And the reason they have been is because, you know, they're the younger crowd thinking to themselves, OK, well, we're going to, you know, have a new future where this or that, and, you know, all of that is forward thinking and not wrong. Not wrong. I'm not calling it wrong. The idea you may hear of a phrase called DeFi, which is decentralized finance. Certainly cryptocurrency, the viability, the rational reasoning behind it is not unsound. I'm not ever going to tell you that. You know, there are certain reasons here, right? I mean, for example, there's a storage value where gold for example has certain shortcomings for example we have no idea how much gold in the world actually exists or where it is uh you know so i mean there are different reasons out there and then in addition to that there's the question of the fact that you know global global governments have printed money in incredible amounts and this is usually resolved in economic history by either hyperinflation or war And by the way, currency war is still war. Okay, so anyway, these things certainly exist. I don't think that this is is even a matter of dispute. I mean, these are hard and cold facts, either from history or economic reality. So if we take a look at Ethereum or Bitcoin, you know, we've had like obviously astronomic rise over the past year. Certainly since, you know, the pandemic broke out, you've had other things like something called non-fungible tokens and NFTs, which are basically stamped with blockchain technology for art trading cards. For example, you can see NBA Top Shot. You know, these are all terms of different types of twists and evolutions of the fact that You have a different type of currency for exchange, right? So in other words, you know, blockchain, basically what it does and without getting too techno on you, because I'll get lost myself, it basically puts a digital stamp on everything. Meaning you cannot, uh, you know, you can't forge a piece of art. You cannot hide the fact that I am transferring one Bitcoin to a neighbor because i owe them a bunch of money that that is all you know entirely viable in my view and entirely reasonable let's leave out the carbon emissions and you know the things that you know elon musk was been commenting over the past couple of days so anyway back to my story i'm listening to this podcast the person has been in on bitcoin from the beginning for a variety of reasons etc etc and then is describing what has happened during this past week where you have basically had from high to low depending on from this year's high to this week's low is literally down 40 percent and for the smaller cryptocurrencies 50 60 70 percent that has been the decline so This has obviously shaken the confidence of many and some persons who have been putting their entire stake or huge stakes of money here. You know, obviously, this is nerve wracking from there. Anyway, this podcast, which I'm not going to name because actually I like the person who's the host of the podcast. Uh, Other comments appears on multiple podcasts bigger than mine. That's fine. Uh, You know, smart person, young person. Sports oriented. That's all good. So the fact of the matter is, however, so I'm listening to the comments and he's having an interview with another person involved in finance. And it alarmed me because this person, the, the host, the host is, you know, not what I would call the average person. In other words, this is a far more enlightened, intelligent, kind of forward thinking person that all said, and you knew this was coming. The fact of the matter is this person also had no idea or no mention of two topics. Topic number one is the fact that there was absolutely zero comment for an hour about government fiat, meaning. When I talk about government fiat, what I mean is, you know, what makes the power of a government actually viable? Well, you know, is it a a constitution or is it a set of laws? Yes, of course that has to exist. But the commercial reality is it must have control of its currency and it must have the ability to tax. So, and and I don't think that this these are these are not controversial points here, once I've said them out loud, right? I mean, this is not groundbreaking stuff. No one's gonna hand me the you know Nobel Prize in economics for this observation. Obviously not. But what ends up happening is but due to the fact of the wind-up up to this point here, my explanation about what crypto is, its function, things like that the fact is is these are direct threats to government fiat Ma- make no mistake make no mistake as of right now right you you can buy and sell bitcoin the fact is there's no documentation of your capital gain or loss there like there would be if you bought you know a share of apple computer that doesn't exist i don't think it's called apple computer anymore i think it's just apple link anyway for example right you you can buy and sell bitcoin and there's no actual reporting mechanism there's no exchange regulation on this transfer of currency this is a direct challenge to government fiat and it is cold meaning this is not really a debate in addition to that since this is commercial activity that has you know commercial activity is taxed you know, in Europe, for example, there's a VAT tax that doesn't exist in the United States. Basically every good and service just has a tax. Period. Full stop. You know, complicated legal structures are built in order to circumvent this entire structure, you know, in some way, shape, or form. That's where why tax havens exist in Europe. Isle of Man, Guernsey, for example. The idea that the largest governments of the world are going to let this go, this activity go unencumbered without stepping in with a regulatory framework, which does not currently exist. If you think that the governments are not looking at this very seriously, I, I couldn't disagree with you more. I couldn't disagree with you more. Now, you just saw headlines and actually what I would have more ascribed, the most recent decline, not due to Elon Musk's comments, but actually the Bank of China's comments, which is to basically say this thing is not a currency. Don't mistake it as a currency. Now, obviously different than the United States, you know, China is not a democracy uh, and viola- violators of their federal decrees are dealt with much less diplomatically. Let, let me just say that, you know, uh, Senator Pelosi suggested that the United States, you know, boycott the Beijing Olympics over human rights violations. You can connect the dots there. If China is the second, in fact, you know, over the last months, India has also done the same thing, which is all sorts of ironic, given the level of government corruption that is widely known to exist there. It is more than alarming to me that young persons that have been on the forefront of this and will and I'm picking on this guy because I respect you know his activities, funny, smart, young person, no problem. Uh, you know th- this is not you know throwing a rock at this person at all. In fact, it's a very high compliment to him, meaning that this is, you know, the head of class of persons in the age division. Nevertheless, to have such a blind spot is probably symbolic, more, you know, a smart person hasn't mentioned it. What happens to the persons who are not as enlightened and just bombing in their Robin Hood money into crypto? That's the first topic, right? The fact that uh, government fiat exists, we're going to have a framework and we cannot predict what this what that framework will be. That does lead to the second topic. And that second topic was touched on in part, but not completely in this podcast. And again, I'm going to choose to leave it anonymous because I don't want to be misunderstood as just, like I said, throwing rocks at this person. It's just not, but it is endemic or, you know, it is symbolic. It is characteristic of, you know, something else that I saw, meaning that, you know, okay, well, in addition to the Bitcoin drop, what you saw is a very sharp drop in equities. Right at the same time. And then there was some talk about this and what can happen. The person who is being interviewed did accurately post it, but not completely. Meaning that, you know, you would think that the person who's investing in cryptocurrency through Robinhood or whatever, you know, there are a bunch of different other exchanges coinbase which is a publicly traded company now being a very popular or a very large one you know these parties exist and you would have thought that that person is not the same person who is running or you know portfolios of securities that is not necessarily the case because people need to understand that people are buying parties are buying cryptocurrency using leverage and by leverage what i mean is they're borrowing from a bank, a broker to invest in crypto. What ends up happening is this is a collateralized borrowing. So the lender is checking its books and basically saying, Hey, is my collateral adequate for the amount that I have lent to that party, the investor? If not, they get a phone call that phone call is pony up the money because your collateral level is no longer sufficient when this happens that same borrower has to sell something else what is that something else apple google facebook microsoft this is the issue so this is a margin call you'll hear this you saw this in gamestop a different version of the same theme meaning the short sellers on gamestop were getting hurt the lenders to those investors called them up and said i need more money they had to sell something else what did they sell they sold the winners and what happened then equities plunged and By plunge, what I mean is not the fact of gradual drift down. That part I don't care about, to be candid with you. I mean, that's just going to happen in the normal course of financial markets. What I'm talking about is the time of day, the speed. These things clearly showed the hand of margin call. I mean, clearly. So what ends up happening is that the winner had to be sold And that can drag down other financial assets that you don't believe are related from the beginning. Meaning what does my Facebook have to do with my value of Ethereum? What you believed was uncorrelated becomes correlated when duress arrives. This part, this cascading effect, this cascading effect is in fact the source of financial calamity. Meaning every financial crisis, every, no exception, zero exceptions is not due to a single factor declining. It is due to a combination of financial facts, financial events, which people did not expect. Right. Because otherwise, if it's just a simple, single financial event, we've got a way you can sell. Right. I mean, your Apple stock drops by 10 percent and you, you know, you have all of your money in it. Yeah, I've got a solution for that. You could have bought put options. You could have sold. Easy. Very easy. However, what ends up happening is multiple events happen at the same time in everyday speak. That's called Murphy's Law. In financial speak what this is is there's a breakdown in correlation it dovetails to this channel it actually does you know because the reality is if you watch all the videos if you listen to all the podcasts what people don't understand is that actually insurance the value of insurance when you're paying a premium and I know it's a pain in the neck okay why do I have to pay for this life insurance why do I have to pay for this health insurance for example Right, because the payout structures of those financial contracts are actually correlated in your favor. Meaning, for example, uh, let's just take for your health and health insurance and your stocks, right? It means, for example, your financial holdings you would think are unrelated to stocks. Well, you know, in reality, what Murphy's Law looks like, right? You get sick. And at the time you have out-of-pocket expenses and what you have to sell some stocks and guess what has happened to the value of stock during that period? They aren't at the high, right? So as a result, what has happened is health insurance, then the premium, which is a pain to pay, I get it, right? It has this hedge for correlation, which no one mentions. They just say, when you go, oh, now the bars are open. Now you're going to go back to the bar and you're going to say, you know, I paid my premium for this particular insurance. I didn't get anything from it. Uh-uh. That is not the full story. I know it's complicated, right? I've used, I thought this was going to be, have a little bit as a snippet, and in fact, this is going to be just as long as the rest of the second part of this podcast, but that's the reality. The reality is is that these financial contracts as a combination of stuff is what financial planning should be about. And oh yeah, by the way, if this isn't the way that your stockbroker or some person who says I'm looking out for your financial well-being is looking at things or considering things in these combinations, I have some kindly suggestions for you. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the much more than Medicare YouTube channel. My name's is I'm a certified financial planner. I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare available on Amazon for, I don't know, $12, wherever they're setting the price. I don't control it. Anyway, a couple of points before we get started. The first one is be sure to watch all the other videos. You know, I know it's very interesting to just say, look for, look for the snippet and then find that video, watch that video and don't return to it. But it is important to like, subscribe and hit the notification bell. And the reason is that things change. Things change over time. In fact, a lot of the recent videos have been dealing with the American Rescue Plan, which has dramatically changed the landscape for individual health insurance for those persons who are not yet Medicare eligible. There are going to be ripple effects to that to certain persons because it entirely changes or it can entirely change a person's retirement timeline. That is the case. These things change through time and changes to legislation, changes to market prices, will also affect people's decisions. As a result, You do want to stay up to date. In addition to that, we've got something that shows right here, which is that you're being hit with a large number of news headlines. Some of them are correct, but leave out just a single sentence. And by that one sentence, it could change how it affects you, your situation, what's important to you. The thing is, you know, of course, I'm sitting here talking to myself, right? Record, make some terrible video, etc. Anyway, the fact of the matter is is I may have mentioned a particular phrase in a singular video which directly strikes home at you from your perspective. And that single sentence can literally change your decision making and the outcome because there are so many moving parts. I'm sensitive to that. I'm trying to hit as many as I possibly can without knowing your individual situation. Of course, if you need guidance, that is free. You can send an email. It's in the text below the video. Let's go forward. Up on the screen is an article that was just posted the other day by the AP. And it said, you can read the headline there, Medicare for 60 year olds not guaranteed to be a better deal. So the background here is that the president has decided or wants to push forward with an agenda to lower the Medicare eligibility age from 65 to 60. And it would be enormous, right? Because it would increase the number of people who are eligible for Medicare by 24.5 million people we'll get to the source of that quote and that number in a moment so of course you know sellers of books uh you know would welcome this in the sense that well 24.5 million people are clueless about medicare they have no idea how it works they need to know it the fastest way is to go on amazon and buy a book i can tell you however that is not going to be my expectation 63 million current people are on Medicare, with mm, about 60 million having also no idea. Those 60 million haven't bought the book, I promise you. Joking aside, here's what this article is trying to say, which is that Medicare, while it would help the 24.5 million people go onto Medicare, it's not guaranteed to be a better deal. It, the article goes on to say a bunch of things and it quotes a study and we will, or report, I should say, by Avalair Health. We will go to that in a few moments. But the point here is that simply expanding Medicare eligibility does not guarantee premium affordability. Now, this is true in part, but it's not for what this sentence says. This sentence by itself, in isolation, is not wrong. Not wrong. Why is that? The reason is that the American Rescue Plan Act, which I've seen all these videos, you could be able to after you're done with this video, you can watch a list of other videos that I've been highlighting for months. That when the new president took office that I thought that this was going to happen and it did. The result is that the individual health insurance premium for let's just call it a 63-year-old in Arizona has pushed down individual health insurance premiums by a dramatic amount. So much so that premiums can literally be zero. That does exist. There are links, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can click and see your free quote, you know, off my links here to get your estimate. That said, what doesn't this sentence say? It says that the eligibility does not guarantee premium affordability. I agree with that because you can have individual health insurance at zero. That doesn't mean that your coverage is the same at all. Okay, et cetera, et cetera. And the article goes on. The Avalair analysis did find that traditional Medicare has an important advantage over Obamacare, which is also Biden Care is a twist on Obamacare, because hospitals and doctors nationwide accept it, whereas coverage through private insurers generally lies on restrictive networks. True, this is true. Medicare under Medicare, one of the main things that people need to know if you're if you're watching this video because of because you're part of Beginner's Corner. It is true, the mechanism of networks under Medicare is far superior because the overwhelming number of healthcare providers accept federal Medicare. The card that I'm showing up here on the screen. In addition to another potential plus, the combination of traditional Medicare and a supplemental Medigap policy provides more generous coverage than ACA's mid-level plans. Also true, meaning under Medigap, new enrollees into Medigap do have to pay the two hundred the $205 Part B deductible. From that point, Medigap plus Medicare covers almost all hospital and Part B expenses. Your costs are minimized. So you can see what my point is right here. While this is true, meaning premium affordability does not guarantee premium affordability, the premium can be higher because you have to pay for Part B under Medicare. The fact of the matter is these other advantages improve the coverage enormously. The networks are not as restrictive if you require health care costs your out of pocket costs can be far lower these so what has happened here is the the sentences in the article are not wrong but they don't tell you the full story it's kind of why it's a problem here for everyday people you're glossing over this article to the extent you even got to this point right before you know most people just scan scan the headline and on they go. But if you dig a little further even the the details while not wrong aren't complete and in fact an entire extra sentence should actually occur here. Which is that Medicare Advantage plans, you have to have Part A and Part B but Medicare Advantage plans can cost zero and those networks are also very likely to be superior to those of a private insurance plan whether that insurance came from the exchange or for, from your employer provided plan. The AP article from the prior segment it largely relies on this report that you see on your screen now. It's authored by Avalere Healthcare which is a consulting group kind of a study group as well and releasing certain facts about healthcare and they are the qualified. Make no mistake about it. This is not me criticizing them at all about the quality of the personnel or necessarily their findings here. I'm going to talk about at the end of this segment about, you know, Jay's wish list of what other information they have here. Okay? But let's, So I just want to get that out in front. This is not by any means see me after class at Avalair. It isn't, right? I don't presume the other person in the room is, you know, less qualified than I. They have more resources of equally, if not better qualified than I to speak on the topic from an academic point of view. No problem. You can see the summary here. New Avalere analysis finds that lowering Medicare eligibility could expand Medicare Advantage to 20 to Medicare Act coverage to 24.5 million individuals. Additional 24.5 million additional individuals. They're currently ab- above 63. Going to go to another 24.5, which is not a small increase. 40 percent. Let's call it. Uh, you know, we're not here to resolve the budgetary stress. But their point here is that Medicare, Medicare premiums may be less affordable in some cases than subsidized exchange coverage. Uh, as I said, from the prior segment, I would find no problem with this clause. None. Right? There's simple reason. Florida, 63 year old person, $40,000 income, your health insurance can be zero. Versus Medicare, where you have to pay $148. We'll get to some nuances shortly. That's the bottom line here. Now the, what I like a great deal about this article is that they compare the different locations and your income level. This annual income has to do with the federal poverty level. Don't take offense to it. It's just a, you know, their, you know, statistic. And basically well, as I've said from many other prior videos under Biden Care, you can look under my channel and you can just see Biden Care. You'll see what over 80% of the most recent 10 videos will will refer to Biden care. And basically what ends up happening is that the coverage, the premiums, notably lower. And there's your simple example in Houston, Texas, 250% of FPL. You get your ex- exchange coverage at $88 a month, clearly lower than Medicare, which would cost 148 dollars No question so this is their point and you can see a bunch of different other types of you know, statistic i'm not going to bore you with reading every single one the link is in the text below the video it's also in the link on the broadcast for the podcast on the audio version by the way so here we go and then we, what happens is they do again another very nice job of also then taking Medicare and adding either Medigap coverage or Medicare Advantage coverage. As I've told persons in the past Medigap coverage will be different based on age and location they have changed it for there. comparing Houston, Miami, LA, Chicago and you can see it here simple example back to Houston that 88 dollars right and then they compare Medicare which is 148 and a half they rounded it up fine They added a prescription plan, they added Medigap, or they added zero under Medicare Advantage. All good, all good. And then what happens is you get these comparisons 284 or 149 versus 88. 100% good. Okay. Very useful tool for those persons, you know, if you have no feel for what these comparison pricings look like, they are not news to me. We have clients in every one of these locations. None of these comparisons is new, at all. When we go down here and you've got other current coverage of individuals, and this is basically giving you a more a demographic look at how many people can apply. Do I find this particularly interesting? Yes, it's telling. it's giving people an idea of how many people can possibly be affected, okay. That's fine if you're interested in demographic studies. It doesn't really address you, the person, your mother, your senior mother, etc., etc. You could be a millennial. Your mother is sixty years old. They could be affected right here. Okay, so that's why I call this much more the Medicare. I understand that. Lots of people are here on the channel because they think they're, that the only time it applies for Medicare eligible. Reality is adult age children taking care of senior parents, you're faced with this new language, which is nothing like your individual plan. So I don't really have like a place here to refer to. I just have you know kind of my own comments about why this article isn't really the full set of information that I would have wanted to present, because what ends up happening is you know you AP obviously huge news organization everyone's going to be picking up this article and then be blasting it to their local website or etc etc or you know cut and paste onto different locations. The problem here is it doesn't address even within the the report, the report's not complete either right or the way that they've reported on this Avalir health report isn't exactly right remember number 1 is that yeah this was talking about the premium but remember there's also other aspects to insurance coverage what are they cost sharing yeah. deductible co-pay co-insurance right this is a financial matter my objective for my clients is to save fine let's lower the overall cost once you wrap all of them up into a ball. Let's have the least costly set. That's an important aspect. And so fine if your job at the hut and you require 90 units of insulin fine you may have a lower price plan but then the copays for the insulin other other expenses to specialists and tests may be dramatically higher than under Medicare, and particularly under Medigap. So now, fine, you've saved yourself, what the, with the, those graphs say, it, it said, okay, you could maybe save $100 a month for your premium under Biden Care. On the flip side, you've paid thousands of dollars more a year in copay and coinsurance deductible. Now, there are all sorts of shades of gray there, right? Because if you watch my other biting care videos, you'll know that certain plans, certain subsets of plans have lower deductible, lower out-of-pocket maximum. I'm on the radio, you know, over the last couple of months, all over the place to anyone who will listen. So there are all sorts of nuances there, but still, nevertheless, this article doesn't make mention of it, these facts, at all. So that's clear shortcoming number one. There are some others. Shortcoming number two is this only compares Medicare compared to individual health insurance plans. The fact of the matter is that many people are covered by employer sponsored plans. Within that, I'm gonna break it into two groups, small employer, large employer, very very complex. So small employer first, who are you? You are, you are less than 20, full-time employees less than 20 full-time employees for Medicare purposes that's what defines a small employer for you this is a slam dunk right Medicare eligibility will be superior why because if you are offered if you're offered employer-sponsored plan through your small employer You don't qualify for Biden care, period, unless you have exceeded 9.83%. That means your premium, which creates a special exception for you. Now we're very, very deep in the weeds. I recognize that I did have to give you that caveat because somebody's gonna throw a rock at me saying, you left out this detail, you don't know what you're doing. Okay, there's your answer. All right, for the rest, For the overwhelming majority this is going to be a slam dunk. Why? Because Medicare premium is going to be hundreds of dollars lower than a small employer sponsored plan. This is five thousand dollars a year to someone whether that be to the employer or to the employee. It gets more than that because Let's just say you're the 64 year old employee with the 59 year old spouse and 25 children. You couldn't get on Biden care, right? But 64 year employee now goes to Medicare under this new proposal, which lowers the eligibility age. What does it also unlock? It unlocks the spouse and all the children who then can enroll in Biden Care at dramatically lower premiums, both. So for small businesses and their employees, this is slam dunk, slam dunk. It was slam dunk, candidly, for anyone who is Medicare eligible. Right, I've made many friends of employers, right? They run a business, They have an employee sixty-five years old. They go to Medicare. They save. Someone saves five thousand dollars a year, and far superior coverage, no question. Second group. Oh yeah, by the way, that conclusion in my favorite book, Uh, not my favorite book, my favorite book that I've written. No, anyway. So large employer. Large employer far more complicated far more complicated. The same thing can be said from a cost point of view. Now the nuances will begin because now the questions will become because now that these differences in network between Medicare Advantage and a group plan at the largest employers, it's going to be real close at the best plans. going to be really close. These large employers may be paying almost everything for your health insurance. So if you're the single 64 year old person, this is going to be really close. The employer is still going to be incented. No question, right? Because now your cost goes to zero. You go to Medicare. Medicare is still cheaper overall. They can't force you out. That would be illegal. And like I said, going to be highly nuanced. My, uh, what is it, punchline? And the last takeaway before we get in too fur, much further down this rabbit hole, and now we've got like a six hour video, is that you these two topics, these two topics about the, first of all, the overall cost, and then not about the employer plans at all, neither of these two is mentioned whatsoever in the AP article. It's also not addressed in the Avalier Health Report. That would have been very, very useful input. I am trying to add value somewhere. That's it for this segment. We'll move on to the next one. As usual, the information here on the Much More Than Medicare channel isn't financial advice for that I would need a lot more information about you and your personal situation that said the headlines have been crazy and no matter what your perspective is you've not been able to avoid the words Bitcoin or cryptocurrency we've seen incredible moves you may have heard stories from your neighbor your friend whoever it would be cryptocurrency has been on a wild ride these are virtual currencies which have time stamps on them, a digital stamp on them, so they can't be duplicated. At any rate, what we've had is an incredible run-up and then quite dramatically over the last few days, a quite a large drawdown, which is another way of saying the price has declined precipitously. You can take a look at some of the statistics, meaning, and these to show you the from the very high to the low, which happened yesterday, which was Wednesday, in the early morning hours. Quite a great decline in a very short period of time. Please remember, right, for every price, there's not only a buyer, there's not only a seller, there's one of each. There have to be, right, at every price point. The point of today is really that a couple of things. Number one is there's a, there are certain things that are risks that you cannot avoid and I'm not sure that the general public has a very good handle on it. It doesn't usually get on the headlines and you must remember the idea that cryptocurrency replacing actual currency is going to create controversy. It's going to create controversy at the government level. We've already had India. Yesterday probably the reason for the dramatic decline is we had the same thing in China. So I just posit to you, I just ask you rhetorically this single question. Is that if a country's primary power is to print money and to tax and cryptocurrency by its nature is set up to provide an alternative platform to those two, currency power, as well as taxation power. Do you think the governments of the world are going to sit idly by? Just a little food for thought. That's it for today. Be sure to like, subscribe, Hit the notification bell. That way you can be told when a new release is available. I'll keep trying to create new content to keep you up to date on financial topics so that you can improve your financial literacy. Thanks for watching.